You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stillman from stillbeingmolly.com. And I am so excited because this is my first official interview. And we are kicking off the Business with Purpose podcast. And this is a podcast that is going to be geared towards people that are really passionate about business and entrepreneurship, but more specifically, people that are really passionate about making a positive impact on this world and leaving the world a, you know, a better place than they than they found it. I realize that's an incredibly polished <laughs> description, <laughs> but, uh, but the really the purpose behind this podcast is to show people that you can use your business, you can use your, um, your professional life to make a positive impact on this world. Because a lot of times I think people think that your personal life is where you do all your, you know, your mission work or you're donating to charities. And that's not always the case. You can do so much good in this world through business. And so I am pumped. I'm going to be saying this a lot. I have a feeling. I, I am pumped to have my first guest. This is April Manring from Be Pure Beauty. And April, just, I want you to, well, first of all, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so I recently met met April through, um, she's here local in the Durham, North Carolina area. I'm going to have her talk a little bit about herself, but she had reached out to me a couple months ago about possibly working together on my blog. And the second I looked at her business, I was like, I love you. So anyway, so I'm going to have her kind of talk a little bit about herself. And this is what I want all of my podcast guests to do is I want you to give me the April 101 so the you know tell people kind of like what what in your life have you done to get you to where you are today and i realize that's a broad question <laughs> but you know just kind of the nitty gritty of of where were you what did you do and then what brought you to where you are today and then we can get into a little bit more about be pure beauty Okay, so the beauty world has always been complicated for us women. And for me, um, it started at 19 in this salon in Beverly Hills. I walked in and I thought, um, you know, I'm just going to go be a receptionist while I save up for college. And the next thing I know, they're offering me an apprenticeship. And this is a really fancy, posh salon. There's celebrities coming in and out. And um, this, you know, in Beverly Hills, the, the biggest thing is looking perfect. And mm -hmm. at 19, that was hard to swallow because I'm not perfect. None of us are. But mm -hmm. that was the idea um, is to get enough Botox and fake things done to you. So you felt like you looked perfect. So um, that's where the beauty world started for me. Um, and at 21, I moved to North Carolina by um, a calling from God. And um, I continued to live into kind of the beauty world. I worked for a company called Benefit and um, I learned a lot more, um, you know, just some skills and sales and things like that in a different way. And um, again, it it was a little more focused on looking pretty and things like that and um, what I wore and how I looked and stuff like that. And, um, and then at 23, um, I got a phone call from a doctor and um, she said, I don't want you to freak out, but... Um, there's this tiny itty bitty tumor in your brain called a prolactinoma. And I was 
very floored by this and I thought okay you just said the word tumor and brain together so how do I not freak out yeah it's like it's kind of being like everybody calm down <laughs> there is a giant bomb in the middle of the room but everybody just just calm keep going. down keep, yeah. keep doing Party. your business yeah <laughs> And so she said, I want you to come in for an MRI, and we'll make sure this thing isn't too big yet. And I went, okay. So I, I thankfully went in for the MRI, and there was um, no visible tumor, but it was showing up in the blood work that there was a, a, a hormone imbalance in the pituitary glands. And so um, that really floored me, and I started to kind of look around at what I was doing with my beauty products. Um, I was going into work every day and spraying perfume under my arms, on my hands, everywhere, trying all sorts of different things and mixing them together. And at the time, I barely knew anything about the formulations and the chemicals that were in it. And so um, I, I took a break after my husband and I got married from beauty, and I focused on um, you know, ministry and art and things like that. And also started, that gave me time to start researching stuff about just green living. And the first thing I started looking at was environmental working groups, Skin Deep, and I was really shocked by what I was reading. But I didn't know where to go to buy cleaner products. And I didn't, at the time, I think this was probably 2008, there wasn't such a boom like we have now in green beauty. Yeah. Um, and so I kept researching, I kept my eyes open, um, I, I kept looking at some of the cosmetics out there, I wasn't too thrilled about them. Um, so I also took kind of a hiatus from wearing too much makeup also. And then, you know, God did a lot of things in our life and we went through some some tumultuous things, but I, I came to a point where I realized I want to have um, an aesthetics license. It's not like this big goal or dream that I ever had, but I said I want to have it so I can speak about skincare with some authority. And so I went on to Aveda and um, got that license. And while there, there was a project that you're asked to do as kind of a student business project. And I looked at um, this project as an opportunity to maybe launch into something bigger. So um, the actual project name was Be Pure Beauty. And it was this salon concept that, or spa concept that I might do eventually. And that really lit a fire under me that I kept looking around. I, I kept researching and this area, you know, is there any stores that actually exist like this yet? Are there any spas that are like this? And there wasn't, there was nothing. And so, um, slowly but surely, and through a ton of prayer, my husband and I decided that, um, you know, we should go for it and we should open a store. We should, you know, put ourselves out there on, um, online and, and just be really, really intentional and so as I started talking to more and more friends about what we were doing, I realized the one thing that people um, really struggle with is that they buy a product and then they go home and they read through these ingredients and they're so frustrated by the fact that um, they they are some of them are dirty, even though the, the product said natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided the intentional part was to make it really simple and really transparent. And that fits with our values as well. Um, and the second part of that is, um, you know, detoxing from the lifestyle I had in Beverly Hills and the beauty world. Um, I also got a lot of time to learn mindfulness and meditation and yoga, and it's been a part of my life for years and years. Um, and I started to really look at how we treat ourselves and in the beauty world. And I really wanted to begin to give positive affirmations as well and look at women in a way that we're going to stop Um, beating ourselves up and traumatizing ourselves with these negative message feeds of, 
you know, my face isn't this perfect shape, my lips aren't perfectly plump, or my body's not great. Um, And also women who struggle with illness, you know, breast cancer, autoimmune things, we go through a lot of changes, or even just after birth, um, that we can really begin to say to ourselves, I am adored. I was made beautiful. Yeah. Um, And so that's another part of our business that I want to just turn kind of the beauty world up on its head and look at um, at women and young women in a totally different light and approach it in a way that it's okay to feel feminine. It's okay to put on makeup. Um, You don't have to be one or the other, but you can enjoy, you know, these things that we were given and also just be responsible and mindful about what we're doing. So not just the ingredients being toxic and, you know, bad for us, but thinking about the rest of the world and our environment too. So there's three parts of our business that all fit with our values. And um, the environmental aspect for us is huge too, because we really are in a pivotal point with things. There's no questions about it that we really need to be focused on what we can do to help sustain. So, And I think... You know, like you were saying before, like people, there's just, uh, there's no education out there on, you know, what is safe, what is natural, and what is okay to put on our bodies. And, you know, I think there's this, there's such a movement right now of people who are like moving towards non-GMO foods and organic foods, and people are like, oh yeah, McDonald's is bad. But then like, (laughs) I was watching TV with my husband the other day, and I was like, oh, this is cute. Look at this commercial by McDonald's. And it was like a commercial from McDonald's that was like, smart moms, choose McDonald's. And there's like (laughs) kids eating broccoli. And I was like, what? There's McDonald's does not have broccoli? Like, it was the most bizarre. They were just like, look, it's real meat. Like, (laughs) McDonald's has real meat. And it's like, well, yeah, because everybody's seen the infamous, like, pink sludge picture of chicken nuggets from McDonald's. But it's just... You know, so even companies like McDonald's are getting the fact that, like, you know, people care now and people are starting to wise up and people are starting to be like, oh, these things are bad for us. But it it seems like the beauty industry is so far behind because even five years ago, the whole organic non-GMO thing was not as popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like our food industry, people are like, okay, we need to, you know, eat healthy and then now then it's also going into the you know the whole self-care and wellness and people are trying more natural remedies for just kind of everyday taking care of themselves and it's like it's almost like beauty is sort of on the back burner and people are like well I'm still gonna use my you know seven dollar eyeshadow by covergirl from the drugstore Mm -hmm. and yet they don't realize the impact that that you know, that that has on their body as well, the things that they're putting on their body because of the ingredients. Also, um, you know, just where the, where the makeup was made, mm-hmm. things like that. Like people just don't, you know, have a grasp on that. So, and then we talked also just like sort of that greenwashing. When people, right. then, now, then now companies will be like, look, it's all natural. But then you look at the ingredients, you're like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't appear in nature. Right. So what are sort of like your tips for people who um, – you know, especially women who want to sort of start, because I think the thing that's intimidating for a lot of people is, well, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's out of reach. Um, you know, well, I just, I'm okay buying my cheap makeup at the, at the drugstore. Or even if they want to buy like high-end makeup at Sephora, mm-hmm. but 
they don't know what's in it or they don't know what what kind of toxins are in there. What what do you kind of say to somebody who's maybe sort of like for the first time being like, wait, the makeup I'm putting on my body is bad for me? Like, what do you sort of say to that person? So it is intimidating. And that's where we're working really hard to um, change that for people is making it easy and simple. And there's um, the app Think Dirty, um, which makes things very, very I clear. love that app. Because yeah. you can, like, scan things in a store. Yes. So you can just download it on your smartphone. Unfortunately, I think it only works on iPhones right now. But um, it's really helpful, and it breaks mm-hmm. it down from the product rating and then down to all the ingredients. And you can actually click on individual ingredients and see what it does. It talks about what it could be a hormone disruptor or an endocrine disruptor or um, it could just be a highly allergy-causing ingredient. Yeah. And so that is really, really helpful, and um, it allows people to kind of decode these ingredients. Um, and the environmental working group, Skin Deep, is also great. Um, the There's still a little bit of variation in um, ratings, and so sometimes you have to make your best judgment. Um, yeah. But the number one thing that I tell women, if you can get rid of two things out of your you know, entire um, makeup cabinet or your skincare is anything that has the word fragrance or perfume or perfume because those are a mix of chemicals to make it smell good that um, can be incredibly harmful to your system. Yep. And there's fragrance in all 15 products we av- you know, we use on average between your shampoo and your, um, your uh, deodorant and your soap and all of these things, your blush, eyeshadow, lipstick, they all have these fragrances in them, unfortunately. Um, and that's why we're so specific about what we choose um, for our specific store because we don't want to have fragrance. We don't want to have those things in there. Um, so you won't see that in our products. And we look at people who are making these things specifically and being very transparent about what they're putting in it and what they won't put in it. So I'm really enjoying seeing that change too, that yeah. companies are taking a stand and saying, we're not going to do this anymore. And this is why. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, yes, there's a ton of money to be made from greenwashing. And that's what we're fighting against is that we're not yeah. another greenwashing company. I love that. I love that. And I, you know, I saw there was, I think it was maybe one of those viral videos that went around Facebook or something like that. Or maybe it was on BuzzFeed. But it was something about the ingredients that are in our products. And it was so interesting to me that that Europe bans somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1,100 to 1,300 ingredients from right. their from their products. And the United States only bans 11. Yeah. 11 ingredients are banned in our products versus like over 1,000 in other countries. And I that was just staggering to me. And so it was one of those things that I, as soon as I learned that, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to just trust what I see on Facebook, you know, because I'm, I'm not like one of those people, like I'm going to go, I'm going to research. And the more research I did, the it was like, oh, it gets worse. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And you don't want to be one of those like negative Nancy's. Like you see someone be like, do you know how terrible that mascara is for you? But it's just something that I think that you guys do such a great job of at Be Pure Beauty because you, you make it so accessible and you make it so positive. Like right. I love um, on your about page, one of the things that you say is like, if I wouldn't use it on myself or my kids, it's not going to be in our store. And I just think that is amazing because so often you hear these interviews of these CEOs of these big companies 
And they're like, oh, I'd never use the product of my company on my family. And I'm just like, what? Like, I think I read something about one of the, like, higher-ups at Monsanto, you know, the big GMO company. Like, one of the higher-ups at Monsanto was like, oh, no, we eat all organic. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, do you – are you listening to yourself? And so I think that's so powerful that not only, you know, are the products that you guys carry – something that you feel good about, that you've vetted, you've researched, but you would be, you feel confident using them on your family. And so that's something that you're just, you you just paint that in such a positive light. And I love that because yeah. that's, in a, sadly in business, I feel like that is very rare. Yeah. And we often live, um, unfortunately, a double standard. We tend to go on this journey where, and especially young mothers, you you find out about food and you find out about what's going into your kids' food and you go, yep. okay, I'm going to clean that up. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what about this bleach that I'm using or this cleaning yeah. product? And you, okay, I've got to remember that. And then you get to the makeup, like you said, and you go, oh, uh, well, you know, I just don't want to mess with that. It's fine. It's just on my skin. But your skin yep. is your biggest organ. Yeah. Whatever you're putting in it, it's the same as if you put it in your mouth. Yeah. Um, and so... That's the big thing for us is that we want to make sure that people understand that even I had a time where I went, you know, it's okay. I eat organic food and, you know, I use all these organic cleaners, but this one product's okay. And I kept having this allergic rash to this product and I, well, I spent 50 bucks on it and I'm going to throw it away. And um, I went, this is crazy. I can't live this double standard. I need to clean up completely yeah and that way I'm not going to be thinking to myself oh my daughter's kissing my face right now and do I really want that on her mouth yeah (laughs) no absolutely um and I think one of the other things that's really awesome about the products that you guys choose is you guys also choose American-made companies right um and what kind of went behind the passion or what, what you know what about that um are you really passionate about and what sort of went behind that decision making as well so there's two parts to that. The one is the sustainability factor. The um, closer we keep our products to ourselves, um, you know, there's less shipping involved. There's a lot less, you know, shipping. The ingredients are already shipped from all over the world yeah. to get to the companies that make these. Um, and so by just keeping it within the United States, we're just keeping less, you know, shipping containers coming across our oceans. Um, and the second part is that. I really love that there's been kind of this uprising of American innovation and passion for handmade or passion for, you know, freshly made or good stuff, quality things. And so um, I really want to just get behind that again, because the more we get behind those producers, the more are going to come and say, we can do this. We can do this here. And we don't have to source from Europe or China or wherever these cosmetics can be made or you know, even your hand towels or whatever. Um, I just, I really love that. And I love seeing these small companies and even getting in contact with them. Like for example, um, Schmidt's deodorant, we started carrying in March and I always get a person on the phone. And the last time I called, they said our, our call volume has gone way up and we're really trying to keep up with production. And that was so encouraging to me because this just started as a small company in yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And people are crazy for it. That's awesome. Um, So those are the things that are really important to us as far as being USA made. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Now, I know you guys also, you know, 
you and I have had a lot of conversations, obviously not on this podcast, um, but we've had some conversations about just both our passion for the Lord and just and making a positive impact in other ways as well. And I know that you guys also um, um, you know, do a lot of giving back through charitable donations and things like that. And do you want to talk a little bit about that and just sort of like the also the impact you're trying to make in that in that respect? And I know a lot of it's environmental focused and right. So we believe that whatever God gave us, you know, is his gift to us and we need to give back. And so um, we focused on environmental things because those are being impacted so heavily. We also have given to ministries um, where there's one that went to Haiti and was trying to help women be tested for HPV and, you know, educate women on that. And um, to me, that was a really big deal. I, I thought that was a very important ministry. And um, I just feel like no matter what, whether it's your personal money or your business, that there needs to be a giving back um, yeah. because it's not just our our profit and it's not just us. I always like to know, and this is, you know, feel free to share as much or as little as you want. I always like to know, you know, we talk a lot about how online, you know, everything is so polished. What has been some of maybe the more the, the struggles of starting a business? Um, what's, what's the challenges of starting a business? And I know, uh, and for the business owners that are listening, they're like, wait a minute, all the things like, like <laughs> running a business is like basically the hardest thing in the world yeah. next to parenting and marriage and all those things. I mean, it's just, it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, but what's maybe been, um, you know, one of your biggest challenges? And then on the flip side, what do you think has been one of your biggest successes? I think the biggest challenge is believing that this is going to make a difference. And, you know, knowing that you're putting yourself out there and taking that risk, that the risk of, you know, maybe being rejected or maybe not surviving and what you're doing. And there's been so many things that when you get started in business, um, if you haven't just come straight out of Wharton Business School or something, that yeah. you're going to be, yeah. that you're going to be kind of, you know, it's like a ocean of things that kind of hit you and you're like, okay, I have some, so many things to accomplish. And it's not just, you know, hey, let's open a store and, you know, put some pretty products in it. There's, how do we market our store these days with social media? How do we um, let people know what we're doing. How do we explain this process of, you know, yeah. transitioning to clean beauty and yeah. why that matters? And thankfully, there's a lot of people excited about it. I think one of my biggest challenges, honestly, was all of the technology stuff that I had to catch up on. Yeah, I had been very um, detoxed from a lot of social media and a lot of stuff like that. And um, diving into it for the sake of our business was definitely... Um, it felt like kind of a vortex, and I think a lot of people feel that way, but um, I've enjoyed learning so many different things, but yeah. it's a, a daily thing where it feels like there's something else to yeah. learn, so... I love it. I love it. Well, as I always also always like to include um, sort of a fun fact. So like other than, you know, what, you know, obviously running a business can be completely life consuming. But what is something other than running the business that either you like to do for fun or what's sort of like a fun fact about April? Like maybe like like a cool talent you have or something like that. Something that people wouldn't know. Hmm. I really, I, I am a big tree hugger. Oh, I love it. Not, not in the real way of like I physically hug trees, 
But <laughs> Although I could picture you like frolicking through a field, like just like finding trees and being like, hello, I crepe do. myrtle. Yeah. Like, that's a tree, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes. You know, it's, it's part of me that it brings it all together. Yeah. If I didn't love the trees that are in my woods and I didn't draw them and paint them, that's part of my life that unfortunately has been sacrificed for now is running a business and um, being able to paint. And yeah. that was something that I had this time before we opened our business where I was painting these trees and thinking, this might be like the last documentation of this tree. Mm. And that it, it upset me. Yeah. Um, but I don't openly advertise how <laughs> much of a tree hugger I am because, I can, you know, all those silly hippies <laughs> is what comes to mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, for the folks that don't know, so Be Pure Beauties, they also they have a brick-and-mortar store here in Durham, North Carolina. It is at – what is the address of it? It's 202 West NC Highway 54. Yeah, so if, if you're in the Durham area, sort of at that 54 and Fayetteville Road crossing, uh, it's in the Kroger Shopping Center. So that's their um, brick-and-mortar store. But if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't live in North Carolina, well, guess what? They have a website where you can purchase products and find out more about BPR Beauty online. So tell folks how they can get in contact with you and how they can connect with you online. So yeah, if you have questions about our products or you start looking at stuff and you're not within the North Carolina range, you can always reach out at team at bpurebeauty.com and you can email me directly and I will help walk you through any questions like what color foundation do I wear? And I love getting people selfies and then helping them figure out what would work for them and I love skin it. questions as well. So um, we might even eventually try and have some way that you can just upload a selfie and automatically start getting color matched or something. Oh, that's fun. Um Technology. But, yeah, another thing to learn. Um, but for now, you can email us or you can also reach us um, by our phone number, which is 866-535-8715 and call me and I'll help you. Awesome. And the website is bepurebeauty.com. Yeah. And so so definitely check it out. April, thank you so much thank for being you. my inaugural guest on the Business with Purpose podcast. It is a pleasure. You guys... I know you can't see right now, but April is just as lovely as she is uh, on the inside and on the outside. And she, I just am so thankful to her for being my first guest. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, again, this is the Business with Purpose podcast with Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. And we'll see you guys next time for another episode. Bye. Bye.